This week on the Media Virus Podcast, May the 4th was the 51st anniversary of the Kent State Massacre. But yeah, Star Wars. Would you drink the water from an asshole? She's no looker, but she's rich. Melinda Gates is hitting the market. It's the Media Virus Podcast. Let's point and laugh at the world burning around us. With executive producer... Mike Latouris. That there's a fancy doctor in word, but crack. Featuring the diversity duo, Stanley McFadden and the lovely and talented doctor. Ah! Ah! Shut the fuck up, Maddie. And now, spreading the sage nihilism of an aged Gen Xer, your host and mine, the star of our show, the incomparable Maddie Rockdev. So anyway. Ha, damn, do we have a show for you people this week? I am Maddie Rockdeath. This is, oh yeah. Technical problems. This is the Media Virus Podcast, as ramshackle as it's been for the past 26 episodes. Half a year, my friends, is how long this uh this particular podcast has been on the air. So please, if you're seeing this. Uh, please like, follow, share, um, uh, 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 block. No, no, subscribe. No, no, no blocking. Subscribe. subscribe. There's no reason for any of this. Um, you know, uh, my uh, my the, the executive producer on the show, uh, the Reverend and Professor Mike Latouris. I Mike, I've seen way too many pictures of your dicky on the internet this week. Well, and I sent a video this week. Yeah, I, there was a video of... I, I know, took my dickie out in the yard yes. and splashed around. That's right. That's right. He was uh, he was cute. He was cute. He's got that one little, little brown spot. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like a much larger, you know... He's about, about 50 pounds. <laughs> That's the, he's solid, though. He's oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's put on a couple of pounds since I got him. He was about 45 pounds when we got him. So he, I think he's just shy of 50. Uh, but yeah, he's, uh, he's solid and he's mostly muscle. Yeah. Now this is, like I said, we're at, we're at six months and, uh, you got Dickie shortly before we started, right? Uh, or right around the same, about, about the same time. You know, I make the joke, you name the dog Dickie. For the show. So we'd have these stupid <laughs> jokes to make every, every episode. Uh-huh. Um, what you drinking, Mike? I've got a blue moon in the traditional style tonight with, uh, with an orange wedge. Oh, wonderful. But what, what are you drinking? Well, I, I've got a couple of bottles of whiskey down here at my left hand I might, uh, I might right. sip from. All right, good. Good for you. You know, the, uh, the lovely and talented doctor needs no introduction. Uh, I, was, I had that line written because I didn't think she would stay quiet through Mike's introduction. I thought she was going to jump the gun. <laughs> um. I was but, so uh, proud of myself. Yeah, I'm, I was. I was like, I had it. I had it written into the <laughs> written into the bit, and it's just she was sitting there being quiet. I've been, and like, I've oh, been working so hard. I've been working so hard at not interrupting men and people in general. Yeah, well, it's yeah, good. It's, that, it's good that you learn not to interrupt men. <laughs> to appreciate that. Well, it's really tough because you never shut up. So, oh. um, yeah. But thank you, thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm very proud of myself. And, uh, you know, I was going to say, 
that uh, I usually I usually talk about you know how much work Mike does for the show and uh, and I just I wanted to mention at least once you know that the, without you this show would not be what it is not at all 26 episodes in Aww. and I'm really I'm proud to call you my friend and I'm Thank I'm proud you. that you're I'm proud that you put up with us <laughs> Every week. It, it does occur to me that that's six months of my life that I'll never get back. You'll never get it back. But <laughs> you, you, can look, you can look back fondly on it. Yeah. You know? No, no, no. And, I, uh, I love being here. I really do. It's a lot of fun. And it's well and, documented. Uh, you know, it's, it's really <laughs> been like this. This podcast has kind of been like a journey through like your. We've talked to your students. We've talked to some of your colleagues. Yeah. We've talked to, um, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I at this, you know, you weren't. You weren't at on the show in the beginning, but you, it was in the work. Like I planned that. I was yeah. hoping the first three shows were to pull you in yeah. and, you know, and get you and, and the other half of the uh, diversity duo, um, <laughs> Big Daddy. But real quick, Doc, what you drinking? Um, well, you know, Maddie, I, I have to tell you, I, I hesitate to tell you because I don't want you to be disappointed in me. <coughs> I, I try really hard to impress you. Uh, because I think highly of you. This is so but, tough. But, but tonight, tonight I'm, I'm drinking, I'm drinking water. Um, water. I, yeah. So today for the first time in 14 months, I went back to the gym and I, I thought I went light, but I'm hurting already. And so I figure I better, I better hydrate and do my best to recover if I'm going to make it out of bed this morning. I think that you're missing the opportunity to get drunk real quick. <laughs> I mean, just, it just hits you. you know, uh, I've done that. I have, and I'm sure. you know, tonight I think tonight I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna I did I did have a gin and tonic for my dinner, but um, tonight it's it's gonna be water for me. Yeah, it's Sorry also exciting. Uh, it's exciting to have um, Big Daddy uh, join us again. Um, Two weeks in a row. Here, here last week, as we know, you know, Big Daddy's really only here about three fifths of the time, um, so. <laughs> Uh, you know, what's, uh, what's going on, man? How you doing? What's up? Uh, uh, Feliz Dia de, de la Batalla de Pueblo. For those of you that don't know, the Cinco de Mayo is the anniversary of the, the victory of the Mexican army over the forces of Napoleon in the Battle of Pueblo. It is not Mexican Independence Day, but it doesn't matter. We still drinking. And what, uh, what are you drinking, man? I am drinking one of my favorite mixtures, Amaretto and Diet Coke, with a splash of grenadine. Amaretto and Diet Coke with a splash of grenadine. Is that a named beverage? I have named it. uh, It's called diabetes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, I had a name for it before. I, I, I made it into a specialty drink at a bar. Uh, a couple of years ago, uh, something, something dream. I forget. Let's call it. We'll call it Infecti McFadden. I, I like a, I like a Big Daddy. I'm thinking we're gonna a big, call daddy? It a big Daddy. I feel like that should be like one of those big beer boots. You know, yeah, like well, full of... come, it. It comes in. A, I don't know if you can see this, but it is a half gallon container. Right, I like your dedication. <laughs> it's good. It's good. There you go. It's healthy. 
Well, yeah, I figured uh, since since Doc is going with water, I'm gonna go with a half gallon of uh, something equally unhealthy uh, <laughs> because I have been hitting the gym for the past 14 months, and uh, ain't no stopping me. You know what I'm saying? You've been you've been putting in the work, so you can putting have fun. You can party now. Exactly, because right. I've been putting in the work for the past 14 months. That's right, and three fifths of these podcasts. That's right. That's right. Well, dude, six months anniversary, guys. That's that's, that's really that's really awesome. Um, I'm I'm super excited. I don't I don't know why it's you know, but uh, let's uh, six let's months is that paper. Well, wait, Maddie, what are you drinking? Mike. It is now time for the cheap whiskey aficionado with our own connoisseur of corn and rye based ethanol that has been aged in charred oak barrels. The one, the only. Matthias Rockdeff. Now, usually I frown upon sobriety, uh, but I am still working on the pint of Jim Beam that I bought to take to my uh, my son and daughter uh, in law's baby shower. Because uh, you know you got to have a bottle of whiskey with you when you go to a baby shower. Right? Mm-hmm. So I'm. I just. I really just haven't been. Like I have not had any urge to 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 drink until uh, it was until the last night. Last night I was like, you know what? I still think I got that Jim Beam upstairs. Oh shit! And I went and I had myself uh, a little. A little. It's a it's a it's a high class drink. It's called uh, it's called Jim Beam and whatever you can find. To diet pour orange it. soda. Oh. And mentioned <laughs> diabetes. You know, I'm diabetic. That's why I drink diet stuff. So. so responsibility, kids. That's what I promote. Responsibility first. You know what I'm saying? Start That's right. Up. You gotta, you, you know, you gotta take care of yourself. But uh, oh, that's delicious. Hey, Doc. <laughs> yes, Professor. While uh, Maddie shakes off that Jim Beam, uh, <laughs> maybe we can introduce our guest, uh, tease our interview, and we'll do a quick break. Yes, I would love to. Okay, so. Tonight is actually a really special episode of the Media Virus Podcast. Um, typically, I have to tell you, I, I am sort of awakening more to local politics. It's not something that I sort of, like, I knew it was important. But um, right now, things are getting fairly heated. There are two school board, well, three, I think, school board elections going on in Delaware in the coming week. Um, and tonight we have the wonderful uh, opportunity to meet with one of the candidates for the school board election in Brandywine School District. Um, this is Kim Stock. She's also Delaware State Teacher of the Year for 2020. Am I correct? 21. 2021. Yes. Mm-hmm. To, uh, Delaware State Teacher of the Year for 2021. She's an awesome advocate for education um, and for opportunity and for um, diversity, and she's just, I can't wait to talk to her. So um, this is Mrs. Kimberly Stock, um, and we're really excited to have you here. And we hope we don't scare you too much. No, not at all. I, I just feel bad because um, I don't have anything exciting that I'm drinking. So uh, right before this, I, I had to log off of a, the Harlan Civic Association meeting. So um, yeah, so I'm just drinking like, you know, grapefruit, sparkling water or so. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, the doctor can tell you that I, I'm, I'm not I'm not exciting. So there you go. That's not <laughs> true. It's not true at all. If, if. And as for the drinking, Kim, the night's young. 
<laughs> there you go. I just want to point out, Doc, that that is a slightly more bougie drink than you're having. It's true. Well, I mean, I do have spark. It is sparkling water. There we are. Yeah, sparkling water. If I had to sit through a civics association meeting, I'd be sipping from a flask. No, there'd be no way I'm doing that sober. You're you're kidding. You're joking, right? You sit through that sober? There are people. Yeah, I mean, because I I'm trying to get votes, and I I, I'm trying to like sell education, and and why it would be important to actually go out on May 11th and vote. And, and, and more than that, you know, as cheesy as it sounds, like I actually want to um, be able to listen to them and, and, and their concerns because, um, uh, you know, I mean, people don't always ask them what they think about things. So well, it's just, it's just like lip service. You just like hear them and go, okay, whatever. No, no, no. Yeah, that's not what you're saying. Would... Okay. <laughs> Third person that I am. All right. So we do, I actually have written some, um, I hope, uh, Good, thoughtful questions for you uh, after this break. Because if you didn't, you know. Yeah, that's what I was afraid of. What? Do I still have the power to mute you guys? Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back here on the Media Virus Podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, you can give us a call at 646-VIRUS-01. That's 646-VIRUS-01. Send help. Hello, we have been trying to reach you about watching or listening to the Media Virus podcast. You can view it on YouTube and can listen wherever you get your less favorite podcasts, like Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, even on your friendly voice assistant devices. Just say, voice assistant device, get me the Media Virus podcast. Call 646-VIRUS-01 for additional information. Thank you. And we're back on the Media Virus Podcast. Doc, I hear you want to talk to Kimberly Stock. I do. All right. So first, Kim, give us some some background about you. Tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, why you decided to run for school board. Oh, well, um, how far back do you want to go as far as background? Like, it's kind of like this. Because <laughs> okay, I, I so can as far back born, as you want to. No, um, born in Delaware? What? No, I, I was not actually. So that's actually an important thing. And um, I was actually born in Korea. And then I um, actually uh, grew up in, in Lincoln, Nebraska. Wow, there, there's my picture. And uh, but my family that I grew up with was actually white. And so you can imagine what that was like for me just you know, growing up, um, kind of the only Asian um, in, in. I actually Nebraska. can't imagine that. I'm sorry. I was actually going to say, Kim, the yeah, three of us, I have three no of us are of white, and we all grew up, I think, with families that were the yeah. same as we were in terms of heredity. So, no, what was that like? It was. It was actually very. It was actually very difficult. Uh, I was. There was a lot of discrimination, a lot of racism against me. Um, I did not feel good about being in school until um, until, and I think Doctor will relate to this. Until my eleventh grade English teacher. And uh, she brought in an author who wasn't white. It was actually Maya Angelou. And uh, when I read that book, I was like, whoa, you mean other people can feel what I'm feeling? Other people in the world have experienced racism? And honestly, so when that teacher said to me, you know, Kim, I think you should have been an English teacher. I absolutely became an English teacher. Um, I became an educator because of that teacher. And, you know, and, and now oh, there's a nice picture of me and my family. So, so now, you know, fast forward. Um, I just, can I, I just ask a real stupid yeah. question just about, no, don't, yeah. when you say you, I oh, say so you were born in, in Korea. Yes. Um, 
And I'm going to be stupid and ask. That's okay. North or south? South. Okay. I was and actually, you were yeah. adopted out. You were adopted. Yeah. Yeah. By... So I, yeah. So I was adopted by a, a, a white family, which I did not put that on my, um, that I did not put that on my website, but, um, yeah, yeah. I was actually, I mean, you know, yeah, I had a hard life, you know, to start out with. I was actually abandoned when I was at what age. Yeah. What, what age were you adopted? So after I, yeah, after I was abandoned and, and then like, um, so I actually don't know my real birthday or how old I really am because of the fact that I was abandoned and, you know, people didn't come with that kind of information. Um, that was actually a lot more common in Korea back then than you would think. And so like, actually, if you meet other like Korean adoptees um, across the world who are around my age, then um, they also don't know anything really about their, uh, their how, how, how things, how things began for them. And, um, and then I was, uh, I lived with a foster family in Korea. Um, and then, um, then the, you know, the stocks decided they wanted to adopt me. They, for some reason. And um, actually the reason was because it was kind of towards the end of the Vietnam War. My mom thought to herself, you know, I like, I would like a child like that. And so she called the adoption agency and she said, I would like a Vietnamese child. And they said, we don't actually, you know, get children from Vietnam. You had to like serve, you know, um, actually go to certain countries. And they said, but what about Korea? And my mom said, yeah, you know, yeah, sure. Why not? And so that's kind of how I ended up here in America. And then um, fast forward. And uh, now my husband, Greg, and I, we live in the Brandywine School District. We have two kids. Uh, both of them at different times have been, you know, in the Brandywine School District. And I'm a teacher. Um, I teach with a um, doctor, actually. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I just, you know, I've made education kind of like my life's mission and, 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 all those, and all those things, you know. So yeah, it's kind of true. And I think it's, and I honestly think it's because... I think it is because I grew up in a world where I always had to like think differently than how I really was, if that makes sense. I, I always had to like, you know, we kind of call that code switching, but imagine if you, you know, had to code switch for your entire life until you, you know, were able to kind of, you know, break out of that. Um, and so I think because of that, I, I really think that my heart and, um, you know, has been made really soft. And so I think that um, when I, you know, see my students, when I see my colleagues, like I just, you know, I, I mean, I think we all do, you know, and I think doctors like this too. We just, we just want to give them the best because I mean, honestly, like they're, they're really awesome kids. So, when, you know. When you came to the States, the, yeah. were you like old enough to realize that you were frost into a completely different culture or were you still like in that formative I, I don't actually remember, um, like, if I understood that. I mean, my mom said that I, you know, went through a lot of shock and things like that because, of course, she remembers those kinds of things. But I, you know, so we're myself, talking like two, I three, not. four years old. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. that's, yeah. I, I don't mean to dig so far. I just, I just no, no, I, no. it's fascinating um, to me. Um, and I didn't know that's this was going. And I apologize if, I, no, if no, I'm no. asking these like Eurocentric, stupid questions. <laughs> Don't no, white guy I mean, questions. Um, but let me, let me, I, I apologize. Let me let the no. doctor continue with her. How did you no. choose your birthday? So that's a really good question. Um, in Korea, they just kind of looked at us. I mean, this sounds terrible, but you know how like when, um, when they find like a stray dog 
and they just kind of yeah. estimate how old the dog is. That's essentially what they did for all of us. And, you know, so like, I do have a Korean name. I do have a birthday. I mean, of course, that's the birthday that I, that I celebrate. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, but there is, you know, all of that kind of unknown. And I think, I think that, you know, that's just really, I mean, that just stays with you, obviously. And I don't, you know, dwell on it. Um, but I, I completely understand that it shapes, you know, kind of who I am. And, you know, much like with our kids, I mean, you know, the stuff that they go through and, and kind of who they are and, 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 you know, the backgrounds that they have, I mean, that shapes who they are, you know, and it's like, you know, doctor and I, we have this like really exciting job where we can actually for like a year or four years or however long you have them that you can actually like shape a little bit about who they are. You know, I mean, that, that's, that's amazing. I mean, that, that really is amazing to me. This week, especially, I mean, this is teacher appreciation week also. So it's wonderful that you're here with us tonight. Um, but you know, it's, it's really, this is one of my favorite things. I mean, you know, okay. They give us lunch. That's nice. I mean, they buy us a jacket. Okay. Whatever. But the, the really cool thing for me is and jackets. We, well, we get, yet. we, no, we haven't gotten anything at all yet. In fact, <laughs> you know, some other, some other schools are like, oh yeah, they did this like <laughs> around the world scavenger hunt for us. And they did all, and I'm like, what, what, what? I got a pencil in my mailbox. But anyway, that's, that's neither here nor there. But the cool thing for me about teacher appreciation week is when you go on social media, I always put up a post mm-hmm. that says, Hey kids, like, what are you doing now? Like, don't tell me how great I was. Tell me like what you're doing in your life. And Mm -hmm. it's really, really awesome to see um, how my students, and this is, I think, one of the cool things about teaching in the 21st century is that we can stay in touch with our students in ways that were never possible for us as students. Um, You know, once I graduated from high school, I never, I never saw any of those teachers again, you know. Um, So it's really cool to be able to go online and say, oh, you know, this one is, you know, working, I mean, and I have students who are doing such, well, you guys know, I, students are doing mm-hmm. such cool, amazing things. How many of my students have we had on the show already? Two, mm-hmm. three, you know, a couple more are lined up. I think one of them's got a recurring segment, right? Yes, one <laughs> of them does have a recurring segment. So it's just so, so cool to to see, as you say, Kim, the impact that we get to have and the, the relationships that we get to build and that they mm-hmm. don't just kind of like vanish. And I just want so. to say, like, you know, not to, I, I've done, I said a lot of nice things to the doc this episode, and I'm sure. Yeah, it's don't worried. go crazy, Maddie. It's I don't worrying think I can her handle at this it. point. Yeah, I don't think but I can the, handle it if you say anything. No, else she's nice. waiting for the big left hand, is what she's waiting because all my compliments are left hand. <laughs> um, but the, I mean, just the fact that we, you know, you have these relate, like, people will come and do your, your podcast. Like, your students will come on and be, not only are they incredibly interesting, they credit you for a lot of, who they are. And then, you know, that, that, you know, they're, they're willing, just willing to like, if, you know, if, uh, if, if sister Teresa called me up and said, uh, you want to do a, be on my podcast? Like, because we're in the middle of a real interview, I'm not going to say the two words that I would say three words. Probably three not words. sister. Love you, sister. No, thank you, sister. (laughs) Continue. Actually, you know, Maddie, I I got a beautiful, beautiful post on Facebook from a student who I think was probably not unlike you in high school, talking about the the positive influence that all of his teachers had had on him. Um, And he went down the list about, um, apparently I yelled free beer in the middle of a classroom in order to wake him up. I have no recollection of this, but he says it happened and I believe him. Um, 
and then, you know, other stuff. But he's, yeah, a really incredible guy. And he just, you know, you know, he was a bit of a bit of a mess in high school and needed some, you know, some pushing and some elevation. Mm-hmm. So, Kim, I had actually planned this question for later in the interview, but I think it's a good time for the segue. Okay. Um, so do you, so as an educator, you're an educator and a parent. Do mm-hmm. you see any conflict of interest in your having a position on the school board with those two roles? No, absolutely not. Um, because I don't work for the Brandywine School District. I work for Red Clay. And I think that's something that people don't really understand that I, because I live in nominating District F, I have every right to uh, be on the school board as anybody else. I have to be elected like every other school board member. Um, but no, there's no conflict of interest um, at all. And, and in fact, it's actually been done the opposite um, in which uh, Brandywine had at the time a teacher who lived in Red Clay. And then he was actually on the Red Clay school board. And then um, then he became president of the, of the Red Clay school board. And, and now he is an administrator for, for the Brandywine school district. But, um, you know, I'm, I don't know if anybody at that time thought that there was a conflict of interest, you know, when, when he did that. Um, I just think that it's just that there's a lot of attention on what teachers do and don't do. And, um, you know, we went from you know, being the heroes um, a year ago to the absolute villains of society for everything. And, you know, one of the things that I just try to, you know, say all the time is that, you know, really I'm not here to like blame anybody for you know what what did and didn't happen this year it's really the pandemic's fault because you know like honestly like every decision that was going to be made when it came to schools was was a terrible decision um and you know and I think that there's this narrative that somehow the teacher unions in, in, in the state of Delaware have all this control and it's absolutely not true um you know they do generally have the ear of district administration um, and they do represent the views of, of many teachers, but, um, you know, we didn't They have also have many thugs to go out and threaten people. <laughs> if the, yeah, <laughs> if the talking nicely doesn't work, then that definitely is going to be the next step. I was in a band with a union carpenter, and that dude used to carry a thirty-eight in his waistband. And I'm not kidding. <laughs> There's no joke here. Yeah. Right? Because sometimes he had to go pick it. Yeah. You know, sometimes that had to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's what the, that's what unions do. And he would also, you know, uh, he would also, he, he was like the guy who would blow, blow up the rat. And then, <laughs> mm. so, uh, so you guys have that too. Kim, do you tactics to <laughs> moving right along very smoothly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Kim, do you see, what do you see as the role of a school board member? What's, what's your responsibility as a member of the school board? Well, I mean, you're the elected volunteer, basically. I mean, you have to represent, you know, the people in the school district. I mean, that's your first and, and primary job. Um, and then secondly, you pass a budget and things like that. Uh, and yeah, as well, I mean, you oversee, you know, policy change. You can recommend policy changes, um, you know. Plus you um, can I get know, fat and drunk on power. You can. You could. Yeah. Um, I think that if you want to be drunk on power, I'm not sure that the school board would be kind of what you would want. Um, but, uh, you know, it could, because again, you know, I mean, they're, they're, uh, I mean, they're watched, you know, pretty closely and I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a big deal. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, certainly, um, you know, my hope because I am a teacher, let's say I do get elected. Um, I just really hope that when I would visit schools that they don't do the whole, uh, school board, you know, shine 
Um, the school board members shine. They just show, they just show, they're, I hope that they would be brave enough to just show it how it really is. You know, um, we don't get a lot of school board members visiting our schools, um, our school in particular. I'm not really sure why that is, but um, I do know that when we are getting a guest that we really shine things up. We really, everyone's on their best behavior. They round up certain kids and like, you know. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's a show. Um, and, and, you know, and of course that's not valuable to the school board member, but I also think that because I'm a teacher, my hope is that people wouldn't be scared, uh, to just, you know, I'm a colleague that that's really what I am. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I don't know that, that I, I'm maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm not being realistic, but that that's kind of my hope. No, I, I, maybe one yeah. of the things, let me, let me just put this out there. I mean, since you, since you've, you've brought it up there, you know, the, the schools are shining a turd to, for the school board members so that they, you know, they think everything's fine. Right. In, if you were to step into that role and you were to go visit, you know, you're, you're making visitations, would you even announce it? Just show up? Or what, is that something that you can do? Or would it be like, you know, when you go and you see the dog and pony show and you go, okay, now now where are the little jerk-offs that you hid from me? <laughs> you know, where, where are the kids that are causing trouble? I want to talk to them. Yeah, you know, I meet them. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, I, I think I would like to say that. Now, my understanding, and I don't know what it is in the Brady Wine School District because I've never worked for them, but in Red Clay, uh, the superintendent would like as a courtesy a heads up when any of the school board members uh come to visit so um you know and i think it is because of that you know because they want to make sure that everyone you know is in their places everyone's doing what they're supposed to do um you know but then but then you know again that's not helpful as helpful right, that's as the fundamental flaw in it. exactly yeah. exactly you know and don't don't give me your best lesson to see you know, just show me what it really is like. Because it's like, let me know you're coming it, so I can put on pants. Right. <laughs> it's like a you kid know? cheating on a test. You know, it's like okay, so you got an A, that's fantastic. But now I don't know how to help you. Yeah. Like I don't know what you don't know. So, so I can't. Like the whole point of me giving you this test is to find out what more I need to teach. And if you cheat yeah. on it, then it looks mm -hmm. to me like you're perfect and no, you're not. Listen, so I'm correct you there. We all know the reason for tests is to make some kids feel like shit. Oh. And some kids, you know, feel like they're they're the golden like like you know everything. Oh no no is, no! I, is, I do that great. with nicknames. I do that, that with nick. I do that with nicknames. <laughs> That's a much better way to do it, by the way. When I was in high school, uh, we had an interesting situation. One of the guys that we went to school with, his mom was on the school board, and because he was there and she was mom, she didn't always announce when she was going to come by. So she mm -hmm. she actually got a, a really good look into what was Wilmington high school at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was, it was very interesting because she was, she was a very down to earth lady. She, mm -hmm. you know, whatever was, was, and we're going to get through this. And so that, that was helpful at the time. Uh, I think you're in, in an interesting place. I, I, I think you're uniquely qualified as a, as a school board member because you are a teacher and you are a parent. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you do that in two different places and you'll, well, I, I think that's important, though, mm -hmm. because you know your teaching world separate from yeah. from the school world that you're going to be walking into. So you can you can objectively walk into the school mm -hmm. and then turn on your teacher goggles and say, OK, this is what I see as a teacher when I walk in here right. and apply that to anything that you have to do on behalf of the school board. And I think that uniquely qualifies. I think that's a great place to be. Right. Well, well, thank you. That That's the argument that I'm trying to make, actually. It's also going to give you the opportunity to take the liberal agenda that you're teaching at your school huh? 
and 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 meld it with you know make sure that all of the make sure everyone has their their marching orders mm-hmm. uh, and so what what you know ideology ideology we're supposed to be drilling into these kids mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. make them we're gonna make them hate America uh, yep. we have to uh, not mm-hmm. teach them how to do math correctly yeah and mm-hmm. um, you know I was I I've heard people shit on Common Core math. And I'm an old school math guy. Like, I'm not not an old school math guy at all. I was terrible in school. But I'm in my mid-40s. And when I do math, I've noticed I kind of do common core. I kind of like, okay, Mm -hmm. take this out, round it up. What's this? Okay, now take two away. Okay, Mm -hmm. that's the answer. And that's how I do it in my head. Mm -hmm. That's never how I would teach another human being to do it. But that's how I, I, you know, I have this, I have ADD, you know, of course, Mm -hmm. because I keep interrupting you. Um, but yeah, it's it's a good thing to, um, you know, it's a good thing to make sure that that all the kids are getting the same indoctrination because if they don't, then they might, you know, because we're going to have clashing societies soon. I mean, the left's just going to eat itself. So we have to make sure that, that all, <laughs> I can't even finish. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. You know, one of the things that I love about Maddie is like if you just if you just keep your mouth shut long enough, he'll just go into a tailspin. He'll right. satirize himself, <laughs> and then he'll explode. And As you, you can, started you funny with me, this would go for hours. You can go on. You can go on with your night. <laughs> All right, so, Kim, um, wow. why why is this particularly important right now at this point in time? What made you choose to run for school board in twenty twenty one? Well, um, well, I'm going to be honest, I, I kind of always thought about it. Um, and then when this year has been just really disappointing um, and um, I, you know, one of the things that I that I realized, you know, I, I had this platform, right? I was a Delaware teacher of the year and, uh, you know, people invited me to come speak about things. And, you know, I got to go to like, you know, places to go speak and, uh, and, and like advocate for teachers and for students. And then I kind of got the sense that it was kind of like a, a one-time deal. And, you know, maybe that's just me. Um, but that, you know, because I was, you know, saying a, a message that was going to be complicated, um, you know, it, it was, it was going to be um, hard to, uh, to implement because, you know, and, and um, you know, I'm, I'm speaking about, you know, the students that I serve and um, that we serve. And um, so I just kind of realized, okay, I think it is time for teachers and for parents, um, but, you know, most school board members are parents, I'm going to be honest, um, you know, to be in positions where we can start shaping some of the decisions because, you know, we're in here with our boots on the ground. They always like to talk about that. Our boots are on the ground. And that's true. And yet there was just this uh, feeling that, you know, a lot of decisions were being made for us. And we were not really part of that discussion. And the teacher union, um, they only had so much leverage, which was zero. And it was one of those things where I'm, I'm telling you, if, if they would have just come to us and said, here's, here's what we're thinking. We're thinking about plan A. We're thinking about plan B here. I'm going to give this to you now. Okay, teachers, what would this look like in your school? Now, now, now come up with what, what, what you're, what you're going to do. Um, I bet we would have come up with something a lot more generous than that because guess what, you know, because we're teachers, we put kids first. Um, You know, that's, I'm sorry to interrupt, but two things. One, that was so incredibly frustrating. And as for me, I sort of took the opposite tack that you are taking. You are saying, okay, there's a problem and I'm going to get involved and I'm going to, 
you know, I'm going to make a change. And my response to it was the opposite of that was to say, okay, you know, I've tried to make my voice heard. I have tried to express my incredibly valid concerns. I've tried to open a conversation and I've been told in no uncertain terms that my input is not valued. So I'm going to take all of that energy. I'm going to put it into my classroom. You know, I mean, I'm going to teach. I'm going to do a great job teaching because I'm a great teacher. Mm -hmm. And all of my creative energy, all of my, like all of that, I'm putting into other channels like the podcast, for instance, you know, so the, the time and energy that I could be spending to advocate for education, I'm spending, you know, I'm on the board of a local community theater Mm-hmm. Um, I do the podcast. I mean, I have other things. I'm the president of the uh, American Association of Teachers of French, the Delaware chapter. So like I do a lot of other things that are outside of the school. But I, you know, my response to all of this was, if you don't want to hear me, mm-hmm. uh, okay, that's I, fine. I, I have other other places that I can take myself. Right. So I'm really, really impressed that you are continuing to fight the good fight. You know what, I, I think that, you know, and honestly, uh, you know, uh, doctor, that I really feel that, um, you know, we just respond differently. And, you know, I think your response was really valid. And, and, and you know, in, in reality, you still went off to go help other people. And, um, you know, and that's because of who you are. And, um, you know, in my response, I suppose, in, in dealing with this, it's like, you know, okay, we can't, we can't let this continue. And um, if, if people weren't, you know, I mean, you know, and let me put it this way. Um, I was surprised when I was even nominated to be, you know, to, to apply for the McCain teacher of the year. So that's where I am. Okay. And, and I'm still surprised by it. So, um, you know, but I felt like, okay, if, if, if people weren't going to really listen to me and just kind of go on with their agenda, then they weren't going to listen to anybody. And, um, you know, and I think that there were, and to be honest, I think what we actually have in common with a lot of parents is I think a lot of parents felt the same way was that, you have no idea how much you've just disrupted my life and you didn't, you know, you won't even now listen to me. You won't even give me three minutes to, to say my piece. Um, you know, at the last minute, even only give me a minute. Uh, what, what can I, what can I do with this? And, and I think that that's actually, you know, something that we, we actually do have in common with parents is even though sometimes it seems like this, you know, society wants to pit us against each other this year. It's actually not true at all. Um, that's another you know, really good point. A lot of people are saying, oh, well, you know, Kim Stock is a teacher. She's going to advocate for teachers and not for kids. And, mm-hmm. you know, my response to that is, what do you, what do you think teachers want? Yeah. You know, well, not why only do you, that, like, we're not here for the huge salary. Like, it's not. They want to sit, they want to sit on their cushy chairs. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and they want to be, it. they want to judge. She's also yeah, a judge let's people. Not forget, let's not forget all of the respect that we get from society. And let's mm-hmm. not forget all of the glamour. Mm-hmm. Because yep. it's a glamorous yep. job teaching. I'm not yep. going to lie. Yeah. Always treated like professionals. Yes. Always. Always. Yep. All right. Mm-hmm. So um, I just have two more questions for you. One is a multi-parter, but I think we can smush it together. So the question is, there's a lot of legislation going on now as well um, surrounding schools and curriculum. And I'm curious to know your thoughts on, Now I have four of them here. So I'll list them off and you just hit the ones that you think are resonant for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, one, in terms of schools reopening and looking at the calendar for next year, like, I mean, they're saying, are we going to be back five days a week? Are we going to require masks? Are we going to require vaccines? So mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on that? So that's one. Another ongoing argument is the presence of uh, student resource officers, SROs. There's been a lot of conversation about whether or not police, off- uh, police officers belong in schools. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are two more that are getting a lot of press right now. One is House Bill 198, which is mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. talking about Black mm-hmm. history education mm-hmm. in the schools. Mm-hmm. And um, similarly, a, a, another friend of mine and hopefully a future guest on the show is currently advocating for House Bill 175, which will allow students to take, I believe it's one day per year, one excused absence day mm-hmm. per year um, to take political action, like to participate yeah. in a protest or to, you know. So I'm kind of curious to know your thoughts on any or all of those. All right. So so let, let, let me take those one at a time. So uh, the one, um, House Bill 175, uh, which advocates for the students to take one, one day off, um, absolutely, um, that's actual learning um, outside the classroom. And hopefully it's taking... A little Does bit it about, have to be uh, a pre-approved like political action, or can he go to a Trump rally? They can uh, go to a Trump rally. I think they. If they he can go to a Trump rally, I'm for it. Mm. <laughs> that's it. But that's all. Nothing else. Like Just make sure your hood is nice <laughs> and white. Women, that women's know. crap. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I, I guess you know. Again, you know, we're going. My not question gonna was the, the fairness yeah. of it. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. No, I yeah. read the I read the bill, Maddie, and it doesn't specify, you know, that it needs to be, you know, left or right. I mean, they they want the kids to get involved in civic action. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as uh, House Bill One Ninety Eight um, about Black History, um, yes, I am supportive of that. As somebody who had to like watch, you know. PBS documentaries about Asian American history. Um, I know what it's like to be a little bit left out there. And, uh, you know, and as a student, you know, recently said uh, to us is that why is it that every time black people are brought up, it's just about, you know, slavery. And it's like, you know, one paragraph, like in their textbooks. Um, It's, you know, we have a long ways to go. And I'm going to be honest, as a teacher, you know, one of the best ways uh, to motivate kids is to use them and who they are in, in your curriculum and to, you know, not take away from what they're learning, but to add to it. And, you know, I mean, kids can get kids get really excited about that. And then and then you've got them. Now you've got them. Now you can go, you know, introduce, you know, other things to them. But but you got to start with who they are. That's that's like, you know, teaching 101, um, you know, so that's really important. So I, I'm in support of that. The SROs. Wow. Okay. So I was asked about this last summer um, when, um, you know, that was something that the Red Clay was was talking about. And Just to my clarify, response, what's an SRO? Um, school resource officer. So they school, are, they, sorry, yeah, they, they are, they are police, um, you know. So, you know, it's interesting because um, this year has not been a year where I've seen actual fights in the hallway. Um, but there have been years where we have had, you know, massive fights in the hallway, um, other incidents that happened. Um, you know, I remember my first year at the high school that we were, you know, crouched in the uh, math pod because uh, there was reports of, of uh, you know, somebody with a gun in, in the building. And, um, you know, I, I remember that. And I remember, you know, my students saying, um, oh, my gosh, I don't want to die, you know, and things like that. And like, you know, I mean. So, but I also, you know, am completely for kids. I think I just need to know more about the benefits. And um, if we're not going to have them in schools, then, um, you know, what are we going to do? Then then who's who's going to break up the fights? Because 
you know, multiple teachers get hurt, you know, every time that happens. And, um, you know, they're always blamed. They're always blamed for, you know, oh, you got in the middle of it. You know, you're not supposed to get in the middle of it. Well, you know, it's hard not to uh, when um, you see kids that, you know, like making really stupid decisions here. Um, it's, it's hard not to. But um, there's not a sympathy for you if you do that. But but we don't have somebody in the building to do that. Uh, you know, um, you know, that incident with when there was a report of, you know, somebody in the building with a gun. Um, you know, what if that had come to fruition? Um, what were we going to do in that situation? So I think it's a really complex situation. And, and, and once again, you know, um, I, I gave what, my... Um, I'm sorry, real quick. But mm -hmm. what, when you're talking about uh, Brandywine School District, mm -hmm. what area is that? Are we, are we talking about the Claymont area? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, North Wilmington, mm -hmm. up into Claymont. Yeah, it's, it's North Wilmington, Claymont. It's also like the Harlan area. Um, so it does, you know, it also goes all the way up uh, Market Street. Um, a bit to the Crestview Apartments. Okay. So that's, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now listen, real quick. My Both my children, uh, I don't know how familiar you are with uh, Kensington, Philadelphia, but mm. both my children went to Kensington High School. Mm. K&A? Word. Yo, I spoke to the resource officer at the metal detector mm -hmm. every morning, both my kids. Yeah. My son, my oldest, my, my son, they're both my sons. <laughs> my oldest graduated from the University of Pennsylvania. Funny okay. story, went in conservative, loving the Constitution, came out a communist. That's anyway. what happened, yeah, <laughs> University anyway. of Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. um, but, and my, my, uh, my youngest is in the uh, autism support program. Okay. I, I, I knew, these cops knew both my kids. Mm -hmm. I made sure to go in and mm -hmm. these cops knew me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And knew that if my kid fucked up, mm -hmm. all I had to do was tell me. Right. And, and not to do, I would punish my child in any way, but my, my I had built enough, enough respect with my kids to, that they didn't want to, they, my kids didn't want bad things about them getting back to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, but, I made, I made a point of it. And there's a, there's a long drawn out story I'm not going to get into, but I did not want to be living in Kensington, Philadelphia. And I either did my son, either of them, nobody would wanted to, and nobody wanted to be going to Kensington high school, but it, I don't think anybody wants to live in Kensington. Right, it all kind of worked out. It um, depends on your now, habits. I have seen, since I moved to Claymont to Knollwood, okay, I've seen Knollwood. more shootings mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. than I'd ever seen in Kensington. Mm -hmm. personally. Mm -hmm. I've been questioned by the police more than I've ever been questioned in Kensington. Wow. Hmm. I've seen more shit living mm -hmm. here mm -hmm. than I saw in a place that has been described as a third world country. There are mm -hmm. YouTube videos that's because Kensington is a third world country. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have had a worse experience here. Wow. Because of the people that live here. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. So mm -hmm. if you want to, it is, if you don't want your child to have conflict with the police, then you teach your child how to interact with the police because they're there. Because mm -hmm. they need to be there. 
And I'm talking, I would go and talk to two dudes that were armed. I don't know if they're armed, you know, the police, these dudes were armed. These dudes were not, these, these, and they were not dudes either. They mm-hmm. were both, there was a, a well, there was several, many of them women that mm-hmm. I would have conversations. I, I, I haven't, <clears throat> because we haven't had, you know, in school session, it's all kind of coming back. I haven't had th- this year's interaction with these people, but mm-hmm. I always made sure to. So I thank God mm-hmm. that they're there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I think that there's this, there's this thing about, you know, police and you, it, they're people. You have to, you have to interact with them. Yes, they're pigs. We don't <laughs> have to tell them. Well, we the, don't have to call them fascists. I think the interesting. We don't have to make noises. We can just say yes, sir, no, sir. Because if you say yes, sir, no, sir, you look them in the eye and you keep your hands in sight. Um, then you know you have you have a better opportunity of surviving. I, uh, I've survived many of many a confrontation mm-hmm. with. I'm yeah. not a fan of police at all. I, I've been yeah. arrested. Sorry. Yeah. Times. You know, so, and honestly, I'm I am really sorry to hear that about Knollwood. Um, when I worked for the Claymont Community Center, we we served both Claymont and Knollwood, and I uh, actually ran um, some programs out of the Knollwood uh, Community Center. We actually had a, a partnership. Uh, with them, so I am. I'm actually really, really sorry, and I'm, I want to, you know, uh, you know, at some point hear about your experiences with the Bradley White School District. I assume that he's in your son's in the autism program. Well, he's um, not. He's not. I'm, 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 he's lives with his mother. Okay. His mother still lives in Kensington. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I I were separated, and and you know, mm-hmm. she's in the process mm-hmm. of moving out. Mm-hmm. She's she's getting out of that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and but she's a teacher. Mm-hmm. In the Philadelphia, she's not in Kensington, but she's a, she's, and she's another, she just Mm -hmm. started showing up when Ryan did and they started paying her like from preschool. And, but she, but now she's worked for for a different, different uh, school, but the same district. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and she, you know, Mm -hmm. has tried to teach these children to just try to have a good, you know, when you talk about an SRO, it's all Mm -hmm. about interaction. And it's all, you know, the kids that, that are going to give the cop a hard time and pick, piss the cop off, they're going to be, they're going to be labeled. Don't, don't, don't give the hard, give a cop a hard time. It's that. So I'm, I'm going to present I, a slightly, I went long. I apologize. I'm going to provide a slightly different argument for that. Yeah. Uh, so being a, a black man, most of my interactions with cops over 42 years have not been pleasant, but Here's my argument. I am about 6'1 and about 275 pounds. Mm. When it's time for a fight, an older white female teacher who's probably a buck 50 on a good day is not going to stop me. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are when 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 I would fight in high school, I would love it when teachers would come in the way because you would just pick them up and move them out of the way. Like you're just not enough to stop me and whoever is standing across from me. So it's mm-hmm. going to take a larger force than a couple of tiny teachers to to stop me. Like you two ladies are not going to stop me. When mm-hmm. I'm at that point, we so, had a teacher get picked up and put into a trash can last year. <laughs> was it two years ago? <laughs> I think yeah, it was she, she got me. in the way of the fight and the kid. To clarify, up. it's not me. <laughs> put her in the trash. Yeah. But I, I have been known to 
pick up and throw people out of my way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So hey, it's, not it's for nothing. Only... You'll talk about big guys. Little girls are like feral cats. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, Teenage true. girls. Oh yeah. Jesus! Yeah. Don't get near them. I don't even. Why but would my, you want my, to? Let a, dude. But my my point is, it's going to take. It it does take someone that is used to that kind of a confrontation that is uh, has Trained. a bit more specialized training in mm-hmm. dealing with that. Like I am, so as a nurse, I am trained in, in defensive Okaru and something else. It, it takes a certain amount of training to be mm-hmm. able to deal with escalation or de-escalation uh, tactics and dealing with breaking up fights. And that's mm-hmm. the kind of thing that, that you should not be dealing with as a teacher, it does take <laughs> someone like an SRO. As much as I am not a fan of cops, I can understand the necessity to have someone that is going to be able to to be a force to stand in front of me. The, and that's just not you. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you I, I are think, just not gonna stop. The one I think thing- the other piece that should be considered, I'm sorry, Mike. I think the other piece that should be considered is um, that the SROs are in the building for the same reason as the teachers, right? Teachers are not there. We're not out to get the kids. <laughs> you know, we're not the bad guy, right? It shouldn't be, as Kim said, it's a false conflict that's been set up between teachers and parents. And SROs as well, they're not like random cops out on the street. They volunteer for that for that yeah. duty. And that was the <laughs> point I was going to make. The one thing I wasn't hearing was these aren't, this isn't bad cop, go to school. This is... Okay, who wants who wants to position themselves as a police officer in a school to to make a difference? And I and, and I and mm-hmm. I think I think any cop who stands up and says, "Hey, I want to go do that," mm-hmm. is is probably somebody who, if they didn't get the badge, would probably mm-hmm. be teaching somewhere. Yeah, and, and, and I think and I think those supposed to be if we're supposed to be uh, preparing young adults to enter society you know these are uh, we say kids a lot but in reality 17 almost 18 young or adults in some cases you're 18 19. You're, you're adults you're entering into society within mm. a year so you really should be uh, uh, understanding that there are consequences and authoritative figures and and just a brush with the real world. Uh, I've never understood why it is that we kind of coddle, that, that, that we kind of lean towards coddling when a dose of reality and, and insight into this is the world that you're going into and to prepare them for that in as many ways as possible. Hmm. You know, and I would say that I think our students, our, our students in particular, they're they're quite aware of the world that they are that they live in, and I think that our students in particular really do live in in, in a different world. Um, and and I don't you know want to you know um, assume where in where any of us you know come from or, or what we've seen or what we, what we you know dealt with. You know, on the other side of the co- uh, coin, if I if I have if I have um, time to say this is uh, my, my nephew um, is, um, you know, my, my brother married a black woman from New York and they have, you know, four children. My um, oldest nephew, Jacob, he's going to be a teacher. He's going to be an elementary teacher. He's six foot four, um, you know, you know, black, um, very sweet, very gentle, very docile. Um, just a really, really sweet, sweet, sweet child, adult. He's a young man now. And, um, you know, he went to the mall uh, with his white friend and his white friend 
uh, started uh, looking at something in one of those, you know, middle of the, you know, aisle, you know, cart things. And Jacob wasn't even close to the cart. And um, and, and the friend started to leave. And, and the person, you know, who, who the shop person said, you know, accused Jacob of, of stealing something. And Jacob wasn't even near that. And I mean, you know, I mean, like Jacob doesn't have time to say, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm a really nice kid. I would never hurt anybody. You know, that person didn't even like think to themselves, well, you know, Jacob wasn't even close to this. Um, all, all, all that shop person saw was a black kid. And, you know, that's heartbreaking. And I, I, I think about, you know, what does that mean um, in his interactions? Because my brother and my sister-in-law have definitely taught them how to interact with people, how to be respectful. These kids are super respectful. Um, I worry about the day that, that, you know, somebody with a gun just sees, you know, some large black kid who, you know, happens to have something in his wall, you know, something in his pocket that they mistake for a gun. Um, it, it is, it is really, it is really frightening. And, um, and, and those are the kids that, that we teach. And um, so I, I understand, you know, kind of both sides, but I also understand that I think that at the school that we're at, we, we've got a great SRO. You know I mean? He's, he's really, really good. Um, and it pains me that there is so much division, you know, between the police and, you know, and, and it, it does, it, it is hurtful. Um, it's hard to think about that. Um, when, you know, people who, you know, I mean, you understand both sides. It's, it's, um, it's hard, but I think as educators, that's our job, you know, to, to get all the sides and to understand that. Wow. I agree. I also, I also think at this point, and I think at this point in our society, uh, any race, any truly racist cop, any, any cop that had ill intent, I think is, uh, you know, I think he's going to at least think twice. I mean, there's cameras everywhere anymore. And you can, you can just, you can just, it, they, don't, they don't, I don't think they walk around with impunity like they used to. I think it's almost uh, they're under the mic. I'm going to choose to not respond to that. Why not? Like, what did, did you, were you shot by cops lately? Uh, not lately. Well. But I've got stories. I've got plenty of stories. We only we only have an hour. Well, all right. So Kim, um, I also had asked about the reopening of schools. I know you and I had a conversation about that, so I didn't know if that was something you wanted to touch on. Honestly, I just think that to be to be to be uh, wise, I think school districts need to come up with several different plans because the problem is is that. Um, Unless we can get kids vaccinated, are we, you know, I mean, I, I don't think that, I, I think we, we have to be wearing masks, whether that's going to be five days a week or whether it's going to be four days a week or or, or what have you. Um, I think we're just honestly going to have to like get our orders from the CDC. And I think the governor will probably step in and, and make some kind of, you know, guidelines like he has done for the last, you know, year and a half. And, um, and, and to be honest, I think school boards and school districts need to be wise. They need to come up with several plans. Now, I know in the Brandywine School District, they are working on a plan. Um, I'm not privy to that information. Um, so I don't know what that plan is. Uh, but, you know, again, and I also would really advocate for, you know, school districts to kind of work together so that can you don't I, have red play doing pitch? one thing. Yeah. Can I, since you're, since you're, you're, running, you're running for office, you're running mm -hmm. for this, this position, mm -hmm. uh, and this is the topic. Before the pandemic, well, you know, I, I dropped out uh, of high school and mm -hmm. I, I dropped out. I got my GED and I went to a community college for a year. Well, I went and hung out with my friends at community college for a year. Mm -hmm. And then I had a bunch of kids. Um, <laughs> and then, and then I, uh, I, was a, I was a carpenter and I hurt myself. 
Mm. And I knew that, you know, my body wasn't going to take care of me the way I was hoping it would. But I needed to, you know, improve my value in the world. And I got my associate's degree and I got my associate's degree mm. online. I went to mm -hmm. an online school. And uh, there was not one goddamn Zoom session. Mm -hmm. I didn't talk to any individual on mm -hmm. the screen. Mm -hmm. I was given a lesson plan. I was given tests. Mm -hmm. I was given the material. Right. This isn't hard. Mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, the teacher can, can give lecture and not hear from everybody or have a chat, you know, and, and have it recorded mm -hmm. so that if somebody couldn't make the test because, you know, their parents, you know, had to, had to, needed them to do something because mm -hmm. you've got the kid at home for some reason. If we're right. going to be play, if we're going to play that game, mm -hmm. then, then make, make it so that the, the material is available to the kid when the kid, some kids prefer to do it in the middle of the night. Some mm -hmm. kids prefer to do it first thing in the morning. Mm -hmm. Why is it on your fucking schedule? Mm -hmm. Why can't we educate children? I mean, I'm talking about more of, mm -hmm. I guess, on a high school mm -hmm. level. But when mm -hmm. I, I was like, when I first heard, you know, online school, I was like, hey, listen, I went online. I think it was, I think it was a great for me. I didn't have to deal with mm -hmm. my peers. Part of my problem was my peers. I was both, I was both a bully and the bullied. Mm -hmm. I, I, yeah, I was both, I was both of these things at the same time. And it was very unpleasant for me. And I had a hard time learning and I didn't, and I was thrust into a, a fucking private school that I should have been in mm -hmm. where everything well was over my head, but I learned way more than my public school counterparts. Mm. I was the fuck up, but I knew ask me shit. I'll mm -hmm. fucking tell you, especially history. Anyway, not right now. Cause I'm drunk. The point is, <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of stuff, but I'm too is, drunk is to tell you about it. Maddie? I so was wondering if there was going to be a question. If I were to pitch something, I would pitch. If we're gonna keep go online, or if you're gonna you're gonna if you're gonna have this 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 mm -hmm. type of learning, we've right. proven we can do it. Mm -hmm. We've also all proven that we can work from home. It's proven that we don't have to come to mm -hmm. a to a communal building. Right. Make it so it's so the kid can so the kid can learn. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not so it's convenient for you. Right, you right. And, yeah, and 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 I'm I'm going to say from my high school teacher's perspective, I don't know that it's because it's convenient for the teacher. Um, I think it's convenient for the district and for sports and that's and what for I those meant. Types. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's not. Um, but I'm I'm actually with you, uh, Maddie, and I actually agree. I think um, we got. I mean, honestly, we have a lot of students who um, we we can't contact. We don't know where they are. We don't know what happened to them. Um, and and that is. I mean, that's really sad. We. I mean. Last year, 100% of my senior English learner students graduated. This year, it's not going to be the case. Um, we're, we're trying, but there's kids you don't know where they are right now. Yeah, absolutely, without without a doubt, there are kids that we do. They could not be know suffering from from terrible so, mental mental depression yeah. right now. So, so nobody things, knows it. So one of the things, because I do have experience in starting um, adult education programs in the Brandywine School District area, um, is I actually advocate for uh, for the Brandywine School District to start adult education for kids. Exactly what you're talking about, like they're it's it's not a good situation for them to be in school, but they can do it. They just need to be in a different situation, and um, and it's not taking money away from K to 12. It's actually an additional grant the school district uh, applies for and actually gets. So there's that. And then also, I think that the high schools need to come up with a plan for how are we going to um, get the kids who are like, you know what, I'm working 40 hours a week. So I, I can't come to class. I definitely can't come to class 
um, in person. So is there something for me? And um, we have to have a plan uh, for them. Now, this year, um, and doctor, you know, I can tell you, um, we do allow students to make up work and we are flexible. We have been flexible. Um, we've adopted this, uh, you know, 50% rule where no one gets a zero. Everyone gets a 50% because the idea is that if a kid can start coming and do a couple things, then that student can still pass. If he has the opportunity penalized. to catch up. Exactly. We have been giving them so many opportunities. We have office hours. We have, uh, you know, Zooms on the weekend, Zooms on, you know, you know, at night. Um, you know, I mean, I just saw that a student just emailed me. I'm going to have to answer him, you know, and, and uh, help him with his English assignment. Um, so that's waiting for me. But, um, you know, it, it's one of those things where I'm with you. And, and as somebody, you know, honestly, if you're if you live in the Brandywine School District um, and I get elected, and I am wanting different voices. I'd love to have your voice as part of that. Well, thank you. I don't know what good that would do anyone. But... <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> oh, I, don't you know, encourage him. We get enough of Maddie's voice. <laughs> I really like to hear myself talk. Um, well, you have a good voice. I mean, honestly, you all have good. You ha all have good podcast voices. I think that's where this all comes from. Like, what do we want to talk about? I don't know. Let's get somebody to talk to. <laughs> All right, Kim, just one last question. Is there anything that you would like to add? Any final message? Um, anything I haven't asked you? Well, um, you know, honestly, I think my message is that is that you've got to get out and vote. This year is so important, even if you've never voted in a school board election, because historically it is like 1% of, of people who could vote in a school board come out to vote. You do not have to be a registered voter. All you have to be is 18 years old live in the school district that you're going to vote for and be a U.S. citizen. That's it. You got to bring a proof of ID. There's 11 places to vote on uh, May 11th. Uh, Claymont Elementary is one of those places and um, as well as Maple Lane. So those might be closest to you, Maddie. Claymont Elementary is on Darley, correct? Or right off mm -hmm. of Darley? It's, I think it's on Green Street, I believe. It's on Green Street. So do you know where do the Claymont Community Center Huh? I'm sorry. I was going to ask, do you have to go to a specific polling place? No, that's the beauty of it. Um, you can go to any of the 11 places. So if you have to be, you know, close by, uh, you know, PS DuPont, hop on over there um, and and vote. Um, and here's the thing. Um, is this information, where to go? Is that, would that be on your no, website? No, that's on my website, kimstockteacher.com. Okay, so we're going to post your website. Yep. I mean, you'll, you're only going to get like three days of traction out of the show because we get like Fridays. We days. drop it on Fridays, yeah. Right. So, uh, mm -hmm. but, uh, you know. It's three days you could you, yeah. you could push. It's like if you want to, absolutely. You, know, you might hang up and think, I really, I really don't want anybody to see that. Yeah. That's, so yeah. Uh, so we no. can wait till the twelfth to post if you if you'd like. No, us to. no, 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 okay. no. Please, please. No, absolutely. Yeah, please go to my website kimstockteacher.com because you're not only going to get a little bit of information about me and what I'm advocating for the school district, but you're going to see videos, you're going to see articles, you're going to see a video about what I've been able to do this year during the pandemic as a teacher. Um, you're going to be able to learn a little bit more about me. And then there's a really important, there's two really important things. If your first language is not English, I want you to click on that. Uh, I want you to click on the button at the very top on the right hand corner. You can turn it into any of the languages that are there that are representative of the um, of the Brandywine School District. And my students who are Spanish speakers, they tell me that the uh, Spanish is not bad. 
So I can tell you the Korean has a little bit of mistakes. And if you go to the vote button at the very top, then that's going to take you to who can vote, where do you vote, and uh, what are those locations. Um, we actually took off the, um, you know, the absentee ballot because it's getting really close to the time. Um, and and this is just really important that, you know, your school boards make a lot of really important decisions that affect your daily life, uh, much more so, to be honest, than even like the, you know, president of the United States. So, um, you know, whatever school district you live in, please vote in Delaware on May 11th. And, um, you know, these school board elections, because the presidential race of 2020 woke up a lot of people. And one of the things that happened is that some people said, you know what, we're going to start entering into every election possible in the state of Delaware. And that's why, you know, the school board race has been the way it has been um, a little bit contentious, a, a little bit of um you know, I mean, I've been called all kinds of names, you know, um, whatever. Now I'm getting used to it. Um, so what kind of names, though? Let's hear them. Oh, I've been called a <laughs> Marxist and a socialist. And, uh, you know, I'm, um, I'm I'm racist against white people. Um, you know, uh, I mean, I, I do. I do kind of feel, you know, like you've been looking at me <laughs> with a bit of contempt. I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> Well, Maddie, well, I don't think that's, that's any true. more contempt than all women. Would be you. <laughs> but Actually, wait, Kim, I do have one other question that I wish I had asked. Yeah. Um, is this election important for people who don't have children? Oh, my gosh. Please, 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 please. Um, these school board elections decide so many local decisions. Um, please vote, even if you don't have children, even if you haven't had children in the district, even if you have children who go to private schools, please vote. It is really, really that important everywhere. Um, and if you're really interested in kind of the politics behind it and what and why these school board elections this year are so crazy, um, the Delaware News Journal did an article just the other day about that. Just Google school boards, uh, Delaware News Journal. Um, and as well, um, there, there were um, some other articles be, uh, as well, just kind of talking about where certain uh, groups of people who have not been as politically active in Delaware um, have decided, ooh, it is time to try to enter, try to shake things up. Um, and, I got to yeah. tell you, uh, I lean a little to that side. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, and I've got friends where if I ever convince this dude to run, mm -hmm. run it for governor, mm -hmm. and the slogan's going to be, what's the fucking difference? <laughs> what's the fucking difference? <laughs> Him or somebody else? What have you got to lose? What do you got to lose? That's yeah. good. I'm going to I'm gonna be his campaign. That I, this, he promised. I, and I call him up. He's like, are we ready yet? Are we ready yet? He was trying to get a job with the NSA as an accountant. Mm. But I think he's given up on it because they haven't gotten back to him. Good. Right. I had to go talk to feds. Oh, mm -hmm. I had to go talk oh, to feds. Friends. Imagine how what often that was. Lose? All right. right. So, gentlemen, I think, do any of you have any additional questions for our guests? Well, um, no, I, mean, I want to thank you so much for, you know, Absolutely. taking the time to come on oh my you know, and, and, you know, talk to us. It was very enlightening. Now, I, I make a lot of jokes um, and, you know, sometimes it sounds like I'm joking. I'm not, you know, I'm just, I'm kind of just telling you how I feel, but I say it real, <laughs> no, I'm joking. Or am I? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I really enjoyed coming. And um, and listen, Maddie, I grew up in Nebraska, so a lot of people I love very dearly lean a little bit to the right as well. 
And um, so I'm quite, I'm quite used to that. I, I'm got pretty uh, good heart for those conservatives, just like you. So it's okay. It's all Our good. Heart's in the right place. Yeah. I mean, we're not on very the bright. left. We're not very bright. I mean, let's we know that. <laughs> I mean, we're a bunch of God-fearing nationalists, barefoot, and pregnant. You know, it's all. And really, what what else are we going to do? You know, yeah. it's almost like you either like the you like the you know. You like the Bears, you know, or you like the Packers. That's that's mm. it. You know, it's, you mm. can either you can either, hey, let's all be globalists, or like, <laughs> you know, somebody's calling me from yeah. Hendon, Delaware. Yeah, we just totally Ooh. lost your your video. Yeah, we yeah, lost I'm your gonna... video. Well, I think it's. Are we about ready for another break, Mike? Yeah, and I can take us right into that, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to our interview here with Kim Stock. Kim, thank you for joining us on the Media Virus oh Podcast. Gosh. It was absolutely our pleasure to have you. Thank you thank so you. much for having me. Are you kidding me? It was it was a lot of fun, and uh, I like talking to people. That's why I've kind of enjoyed this campaign. Got to talk to lots of interesting people. So yes, I was surprised when I asked the doctor. I was like, uh, you know, right before showtime, before you logged on, I'm like, uh, does she know what? She- she know what she's in for? <laughs> she's like, no, yeah. Uh, I gave her an out. Like, uh, was it about a week ago? I was like, now you listened to some episodes, right? You I sure did. Still yeah. want to come. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Well, once again, thank you, Kim, for joining oh, us on gosh. the Media Virus thank Podcast. You, thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. It was our Night. pleasure. Good night. We like to talk to people too. You can give us a call at 1646-VIRUS01. That's 1646-VIRUS01. We'll be back on the other side of this break and we're going to do the news. Are you calling me again? Send help. And we're back on the Media Virus Podcast and we're going to go right into shit in space. Shit in space. <laughs> Space news, Dateline, Helsinki. Uh, the Chinese have a rocket up there that they were supposed to bring back down right after it injected their new chunk of space station up into the uh, up into the uh, outer space, and uh, they screwed up and they let it reach uh, orbit velocity. So it's been orbiting but it's not in a secure orbit and it has been deteriorate. The orbit has been deteriorating and it's going to fall and it, it could actually fall on us. That's, that's why I pulled this story this week. Not only could it fall on, on populated areas. Uh, one of those populated areas is where we all sit. Uh, best estimate right now is probably sometime around the eighth, uh, but that could be seventh or ninth. Uh, so as it turns out, uh, this Chinese Long March 5B is, uh, tumbling around and they won't know specifically where it may re-enter until 
at just hours before uh, because the speed that it's traveling and the orbit that it's that it's traveling there's there's no clear way to estimate that at this point so thoughts? so what you're saying is we're all gonna die uh i not all of us but there could be large pieces of space junk that rain down upon us <clears throat> wow i this think is it's fucking time awesome. it's a t- i think it's time for everybody to get naked <laughs> wait, wait check this out check this out fucking today right today is my beloved uh belated grandmother the past deceased. Right. She's deceased. My grandmother, May fifth. Grandmother. Today is also my niece Olivia's actual birthday. Happy seventh. birthday, niece Olivia! So the seventh, right, is my dad's birthday. Eighth, we're going to be celebrating Olivia's birthday in the park in Wilmington. And I'm expecting I'm expecting a grandchild to come any time. Yeah. So the fact that there's like there's the threat of space debris during during this is just fucking it's so cool. Big space debris. Uh, Big like we could all just be. Well, I mean, they would let us know, right? Uh, you'd hope. Uh, I mean, like <laughs> at this point, the, like the, I said, I think we should all just get naked. The I mean, the, I've seen Armageddon, uh, and according to that movie, it's going to take a, at least a team of us and Aerosmith to um, save us from this debris. As of yesterday, an update from Aerospace Corporation predicts re-entry will occur May 9th at 1237 a.m., which would be 437 Universal Time, Uh, and there's a margin of error there, plus or minus 28 hours. Oh, 28 hours. big margin. Uh, Russian calculations are similar. They they indicate a re-entry window of sometime between 9 p.m. on May 7th to 4 p.m. on May 9th, and that's in Eastern time. So uh, keep your eye on the sky. I mean, oh, it's just kind of shitty that there's no consequence for this. Well, you know what I'm saying? No, like, there's consequences. Y- you see that, Johnson, in the middle there? The, uh-huh. yeah. That's the part that they're, that's the part that could fall on us. Wow. The big the big tube. Wow. In the middle. Right. This stuff right here. These wow. two go together and yeah. Yep. This prob right. this Listen, part probably fell off already. already. This, and they don't know where on the planet it's gonna hit. They like it could be us, it could be South America, it could be Antarctica, like that's a hell it could of be an China. Oops. Right. They that's a hell of an oops. Well, let's see. Hang on. Let me clear the let me clear the annotation so that we can where is because I thought there was an indication of the I guess there isn't the um, the orbit actually passes in a swath right over us it it, it goes just north of New York uh, and 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 south over a, a, a point in uh, Central or South America, uh, it, it's a very wide um, orbit. It's uh, now let's see. So what you're saying the empty is that rocket, that about- the empty rocket body is now in a 162 by 306 kilometer altitude orbit. So what you're saying is I've got 48 hours to get through the good gen because <laughs> uh, I'm not letting it. that shit go to waste. Uh, the Long March so 5B course, yeah. 
The Long March 5B core stage's orbital inclination of 41.5 degrees means that the rocket body passes a little farther north than New York, Madrid, and Beijing, and as far south as Chile and Wellington, New Zealand. Could make its entry point at any point within this area. Again, that's a big margin. Yep. And and it's one oh. of the it's one of those uh seesaw like wavy uh-huh. orbits. So it could really happen at any point in Jesus. In that uh area. So hold on to your asses, well. folks. Hold on yeah, to your asses. But if we survive this, don't forget to vote. Right. That's right. <laughs> On May 11th. If you don't get hit in the head with massive space junk. If you're not dead, vote. Go out and vote on May 11th for Kim Stock and for anyone in the district. Or Casey and Esther. So, uh, what do you know about assholes? (laughs) Uh, More than you would think. The long dating history. (laughs) I was so worried because you guys were talking about like completely cutting the news out. And I'm like, then the asshole joke is just disgusting. (laughs) <laughs> no, 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 no. I wasn't talking about cutting the news. We were talking about cutting the spill the tea because that interview oh. was already, we got so much great stuff. Oh, that, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. I thought we were spill talking about cutting the tea. Was the news, just gonna, no, no, no. And I'm like, Sorry, what the I, fuck? I made an executive decision for all of this. Yeah. In that the, was fine. In the heart of the world's desert, some of the most expansive wild places left on Earth roam herds of feral donkeys and horses. These are the descendants of once essential but now obsolete labor force. These wild animals are generally considered a threat to the natural environment and have been a target of mass eradication and lethal control programs in Australia. However, as we show in a research paper in Science, which I believe to be a magazine, not just like the field of, yes, these animals do something amazing that has long been overlooked. They dig wells, or as we prefer to call them, assholes. <laughs> In fact, we found that assholes in North America, where feral donkeys and horses are widespread, a lot dram- of assholes in North America. Dramatically, there are a lot of assholes in North America, and dr- I've dated most of them. Dramatically increase the water availability in desert streams, particularly during the height of the summer, when temperatures reach near 50 degrees centigrade. At some Jeez, sites, wells are wells were the only sources of water. And uh, if, if you look at the, the photo on screen here, you can actually see an ass digging an asshole. Wow. Wow. It's funny that we're so far into the future, we forget what they fucking do. That's an ass. <laughs> that is an asshole. And that's his ass. He's digging an asshole. That, I, I guarantee I, you, every I, I donkey that to be farmer that asshole. ever had a wander through the desert knew this. Oh, but oh yeah. I'm sure. It's been so long. If you get thirsty, just take a sip out of your donkey's asshole. That's right. Mm-hmm. That is a dry asshole right now. Well, they also they they also indicate um, that they just haven't gone deep enough. It'll get wet if you go deep enough. <laughs> you know, I've They're, been told. See, that. another thing is they indicate that once they dig these assholes, other wildlife can come along and uh, is is able to get water from the asshole. So and everyone then, enjoys the asshole. As the asshole, everyone enjoys the asshole. As the assholes dry Seems up, like everybody gets their turn at it. Trees grow out of them. Yeah. Wow! Like wow! So trees grow in assholes. Wow! I learned so much. It's like a butt plug. This is an this is an educational podcast. You know, speaking of educational, mm. my uncle used to be a traveling salesman, and what he used to do is he used to like like the Midwest. 
right? And like upstate Pennsylvania in that kind of like area was his territory. And uh, you know, he was driving down this farm road and he's he's watching this farmer, he's plowing it with his horses, he's you know, he's plowing the plowing the field, and he sees the farmer stick his finger right up the fucking uh horse's asshole. Giant right? wombat. Right. Anyway, he sticks his finger up the up the horse's asshole, and then he wipes it on his lips. My uncle being late for the appointment just went to the appointment. But it, it, he thought about it the whole fucking time. Well, on his way back, father, the, the, the farmer is still plowing his field. And he sees the fucking guy do it again. He sticks his finger up the horse's asshole. And he, you know, smears it all over his lips. He smears it all over his lips. And then, but this time, because of like where he was, like in the field, my uncle pulls over. And he and he he goes up to the farmer. He, you know, he's hey hey. You know, did you, did I just see you stick your 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 finger up that horse's ass? And he goes, yeah. But then you wiped it. You wiped it on your lips. He's like, yeah. So why the why the fuck would you do that? And the farmer goes, my lips are very chapped. It's cold outside. And he's like, is, is horse shit good for chap lips? And he said, no, but it keeps me from licking them. <laughs> wow. You're welcome. That, that was a long walk to get there. Hey, did yes, you, it was. Did you know that if you brush that joke up just a little bit, you might be able to use it to land Melinda Gates? She and Bill are getting a divorce. <laughs> that was a great segue. Thank you, Mike. Uh, I actually heard they, they divorced it because they found out that marriage was a union and wanted no parts of it. I wish that were digging, This gold-digging whore is about to get billions off of Bill Gates' genius. Yeah, they did not have a prenup. They apparently have a separation yeah. agreement in place. Why don't you talk about my future wife like that? That's... <laughs> that's no, that's a hard face to fuck through. <laughs> you, you, I don't, it's got to be like dark. Not, I can't. I Just can't. close your eyes, man. I mean, no, no, I got a tough time back. Got to like the, the back, face. Put on a picture of she, uh, someone else. No. In the back. Matt, she's on the right. No, I fuck, dude. I fuck him before. <laughs> 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 wow. Because she, she's doing for me. She's not wearing a tie. Did they actually say what? What? Uh, I'm sure they didn't say what what the divorce was about. I mean, uh, their their marriage so. is irreparably damaged. Mm. Mm-hmm. By what? Their billions of dollars? Apparently, gold digging poor. Well, they yeah. also say that they're going to continue to work together, and apparently, they're yeah, they're friendly. <laughs> they just well, that's good. They just don't want to be. Uh, well, of course, because she's taking half of his shit. I'm sure she's really fucking friendly with him. Mm-hmm. But think about it. Like, I could be with you and have access to all of your shit. Or I can be without you and just have half your shit. Right? That's how bad it is. Nobody's going after Bill Gates. But, man, she I guarantee she's sexually frustrated. You can fuck through that face. Big Daddy, you know what I'm talking about. You can get through that. Dude, you can please that. I think she's a little on the skinny side for Big Daddy. Yeah, he'd oh yeah, she's way way look look at all her fucking neck and and clearly she that is a lot of neck. She that's after, a lot of neck. It's a after, lot of after neck. After the two three kids I've you fucking to her, hands. oh, I've, I've got. You need 
Do they have kids? Yeah, they've got three kids. Do they? Yeah. Wow. She can put up with a lot. (laughs) She can turn her head (laughs) and not worry about what's there. I don't know how many. What do you think Bill Gates is packing? To have that much money, he's probably got like a centimeter Peter. You know what I mean? With that much, uh, I'm it, sure you know, it's micro. It would, it's micro, be, it so. would be a travesty guys, if he was well hung and knew how to use it. It would be a travesty. That, no. What? No, no, wait, wait, wait. Shh, shh. Mike, I want you to repeat that. It would be a travesty if he was well oh. hung and knew how to use it. Oh. I and to be that wealthy, then be well hung and know what to do with it. It, it, wouldn't, she wouldn't be leaving. I, no, no, because here, let me because tell you. He's micro Mike, soft. Oh, well, that's true. But if the other thing is, I mean, first of all, look at that face, as we said. And second of all, he's a computer geek. Like, you know, they don't call him geeks for nothing. They're, they're, I have to tell you, I bet his social skills are like a mashed potato without butter. He's got... Billions upon billions upon billions. Yeah, but he's probably... He needs the social skills of a fucking rock. But he's yeah, probably I socially mean, retarded. Yeah, I bet again, you couldn't spend like, 10 minutes with him. Once you go above a certain point... 15 billion. This gold digging bitch is about to get 25 million for... for you know, at that point, you don't even ride him. What you do is you put a big ass... You put your checkbook in front of his face and you ride <laughs> and you suck that dick while looking at your checkbook. That's how you do that. Mike, what did I talk What's over What does that say about, because well, Bezos split up. Now this guy's splitting up. What it shows is a lot that of some rich women are gold digging whores. There's a lot of gold digging going on. In, in the but they were married for 27 years, dude. It seems yeah, to me that this... She m- had to put in enough time so that they couldn't contest the money that she's getting. It seems to me that this could be a calculated redistribution of wealth. She's about to redistribute half of his shit. Because the 1% are are really taking it hard, you know, they they're really pissing on those people. So if if she's a little rich and he's a little rich, well, I mean, you know. This is the part that pisses me off, right? Like if if I'm a a, a a surgeon, I'm a neurosurgeon, and I marry someone who's a, a fucking maid, like you have no bearing on my performing surgery, but you're getting half of the shit that I bring to the table because of my not necessarily. Not or she's running the house so that you can be if, a hotshot surgeon. But if she's running the okay. household but, uh, and she's uh, raising a, a stack PhD. of kids. I have an ADD, but go on. Okay. Either way, you have a doctorate, right? Yes. So there's doctorate fun, doctorate money behind that name and title. Right. If all I'm doing is flipping burgers, I'm not bringing anything to the table to add to, to the resources that you've managed to gather because of your education. So if I'm coming why? home, if I'm coming home to a nice, relaxed environment, if I'm coming home to, I don't have yeah, to worry about doing, no, nah, if I can come home to, I don't have to worry about doing laundry, I don't have to worry about the kids' homework, I don't have to worry about doing the grocery shopping, like, if you're taking care of that end of things so that I can focus completely on my doctor shit, I am down for that. 
She's not taking care Agreed. of any of that. They've got maids. Okay. They've got so either maids, way, they've got chefs, and it's not either shit way. that she's bringing to the table. But has and it entered part into that, the partnership? But has it been that way? How are you so well versed in their fucking relationship? How do you know there are maids? How do you know that he doesn't keep her just in the kitchen, just chained to the stove? I'm Bill Gates, bitch. No one's going to believe you. She's probably <laughs> You don't know she's I know an abuse. because of that haircut. For, for 27 you years. You look at that haircut and know <laughs> that he had nothing to do with that <laughs> fucking haircut. I mean, he I, probably I, said, I, keep your hair long and womanly. And she said, fuck you. I'm cutting it all off. So that we have the same no, goddamn no, floating no. haircut. He, he grabbed her by the back of the fucking head. And he looked at her and said, you're going to fucking have the same fucking haircut I am. You stupid <laughs> cunt. He probably grabbed her by the neck. He's got a lot of room to do it. I'm, right. That's what. I'm reasonably sure he's hands. never said cunt. <laughs> ever. What's that? I'm, I'm reasonably sure Bill Gates has never said cunt. At least not on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen. He do has have... to her, though. To her. All right. Just do we have any additional stories we need to cover? I love you all, but it's ten fifteen. Oh wow. Well, this one I think I think probably I, came this up. This one I wanted based to on have you. just just for you because a Belgian. He moved farm... the border. <laughs> he moved the French border. Wow. <laughs> Fucking thing was in his that way. That is fantastic. He was trying to plow. It was in the way. <laughs> so. uh yeah, he moved it. Anyone, right. if you need a BBC account, you talk to me, ladies. A farmer <laughs> in Belgium has caused a stir after inadvertently redrawing the country's border with France. A local once that happens. A local history enthusiast was walking in the forest when he noticed the stone marking the boundary between the two countries had moved 2.9, 2.29 meters or seven and a half feet. The Belgian farmer, apparently annoyed by the stone in his tractor's path, had moved it inside French territory instead of instead of causing international uproar the incident has been met with smiles on both sides of the border wait can I read that quote I read it with a French accent yes 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 he made Belgium bigger and France smaller it's not a good idea go on David Laveau mayor of Belgian the Belgian village of Urkeline Urkeline Told French TV channel TF1. Urkeline, Urkeline, Urkeline. That would be TF1. <laughs> Probably Television France. French that, television. That would be my guess, yes. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I'd... That's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, this fucking stone's in my way. Eh. I'll, just, I'll just move a national border. I'll take seven and a half feet of France, but thank I mean, you. Seriously, though, can, like, can, <laughs> not for nothing. The fucking thing's in the way. The fucking thing's in the way. You he should just, not can be. We just move you this should fucking... not be mowing international borders. It's his fucking farm. Uh, apparently, it's not. No, it is. Okay, <laughs> it's his fucking farm. He's been farming <laughs> it for years. He's uh-huh. got more claim to that fucking piece of land than than Belgium then and Melinda France Gates combined. Has to... Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He, he's been working the field. If it wasn't for him, the field would be just overgrown. Was he's not supposed to? Maddie, you're supposed sounding... to wait for the goddamn French government to come out and fucking. Maddie, do you're something? sounding an, you're sounding an awful lot like a liberal advocating for the rights of the people who are doing the actual work. That's actually communism, right? You're, that's Marxism, is what that is. 
I will strike you. <laughs> 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 They're just going to uh, ask him to put it back. <laughs> no, the one thing I'll say about Marx is that he did advocate uh, for everyone to be armed. Which is something I need to know. On that note, can I go to bed? Yeah, as a matter of fact, if this uh, if, if this farmer were armed, he could have shot that fucking nosy fucking tourist. <laughs> Somebody moved the fucking French border. Fucking asshole. He probably did that like 20 fucking years ago. Nobody fucking knew it. Now this fucking jerk off shows up. Now he's, the farmer's got to put the fucking thing right back into the fucking way of his tractor. Uh, Maddie, you know what I'm going to do next, next the worst show? part of the whole story. Guys, next show I have a plan. I'm going to keep a tally of how many times Maddie uses the word fucking. Really? I'm going to have two pens handy because I know the first one's going to run out of ink. I was going to say you might want to use one in each hand. <laughs> <laughs> what we should do is every time I say fucking, ring a bell. Mm-hmm. The whole show be nothing but. It'll be nothing but bells. Fucking in the bell. Yeah. <laughs> so do we have a guest for next week? I don't think we do. No, next week is uh, just week us. Is huh? Just us. Unless you, right. I can, you know, try and grab somebody who sat in before. Uh, we got uh, uh, Juliet coming up. How about we talk about two weeks? How about we talk about this after we wrap? All right, yeah. hey, let's bring her home, Mike. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on the Media Virus Podcast. Special thanks to our guest tonight, Kim Stock, candidate here, for here. the school board in Brandywine School District. Get out and vote on May 11th in the Brandywine School District. Go to kimstockteacher.com to get more information on where and how you can do that. Give us a call at 1-646-VIRUS-01 if you have anything to say on or about the show. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the doctor... Stanley McFadden, and our fearless leader, Maddie Rockdeff, I am Professor Mike Latouris, coming from to you live in Uncle Butch Studios, and this has been the Media Virus Podcast. And we're out of here. Okay. We're clear.